The following program was recorded on an earlier date for presentation at this time. There's a new kind of pet. Chia Cobra, the demonic pet you grow. It's fun and easy. Grow Chia Cobra into a vicious demon of death with the power of El Diablo. Just grab three of your best friends and one you don't mind losing and form the Santeria Circle. Use the handy Chia Blade to make the sign of the pentagram and get ready to laugh as you slit the throats of two adult chickens and one lucky guest. Blood makes it grow! A little bit of time, love, and a lot of black magic does the rest. Before you know it, Chia Cobra will be terrorizing your village. Chia Cobra's awesome! Act now and get the special revenge kit. Just a little hair from your worst enemy and mix in the special potion pack. Then add the mixture to your growing Chia. In no time at all, your fully grown Chia Cobra will be an unstoppable force of vengeance that will hunt your desired prey with supernatural resolve. Kill it, Chia Cobra! Rip its head off! Now grow a whole collection of fun with Chia Aliens, Succubi, and Fallen Angels. There's even a Chia Antichrist. Please be advised that Chia Cobra may cause dizziness, drowsiness, nausea, happy sleepy time, vomiting, chest pain, inadvertent demonic possession, opening interdimensional hell gates, summoning of ancient death gods, total protonic reversal, hell freezing over, the collapse of Western society, Chuck Norris running for president, the opening of the bottomless pit, the coming of Cthulhu, credit default swaps, George Lucas coming out with another Star Wars, pigs flying, Megan Fox fighting you a track of dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria, and rampant burning uncontrollable hemorrhoids. Visa MasterCard accepted, void were prohibited, not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. Chia Aliens, Chia Kubai, Chia Demons, and Chia Christ sold separately. The Chia Cobra, the demonic pet you grow. Available now at Kmart, Rite Aid, and the Lion's Den Adult Bookstore. Makes a great gift. Dust off your favorite drinking book. Order up a pint and settle in. It's time for another round of Tavern Cast. With your hosts, Eloisius, Inferno Bill, Roxalox, and Kieran Kater. We'll bring you tools, tips, tales, and tricks from the world of Warcraft and other Greek games, hobbies, and other things you're too cool to discuss in public. Welcome to another Tavern Cast. This is Infernal Bill. And this is Aloysius. Welcome back to the bar. Awesome. I can't believe we're doing another show of Tavern Cast. And we are not only just doing another show of Tavern Cast, we are doing its Retrovision. It's season five of Tavern Cast. Retrovision. We're, we're actually back in uh, the Thunder Brew Distillery here in Karanos Dumora. <laughs> Dun- Dumora? Is it's it Dumora, Dumora or is it Dunmora? Dumora. We used to call it Dunmoreau. Yeah, Dunmoreau. Yeah, right. Dunmoreau. Well, well, how do you know it's Dumora? Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> be on the show. Call the Taverncast hotline at the That's USA, hot. in the USA, and through the USA at 734-418-7077. And that is the number. Internationally, you can catch us on Skype. Username is Taverncast. Or send us an MP3 file at light speed through the interweb. Neb- Nebertron net at Taverncast. At Taverncast.com. Boop, boop, beep, boop, 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 boop. Hello. 
You've reached Taverncast. If you would like to leave a message for Taverncast, please press 1 now. Beep. If you would like to leave a message for Infernal Bill, please press 2, 3, 5, 7, 7, 5, 6, star, 7, pound, 8, seven, 9, eight. pound, Wait, star, 5, two? 7, 6, two, two. 2, press pound, pound, star pound. to repeat any of these God. options or press 0, T, 7, 7, 8, to return to the operator what, or repeat the menu options yeah, as okay. follows by pressing 2, <laughs> two, 2, 1, two, 7, three, 4, three, 7, three, 8. Oh my god, I just want to leave a f***ing message! Hello? Please come back. Cataclysm needs you. There's this whole, like, giant dragon thing. I don't know what to do with this dragon. You this mean, is the Taverncast Genie. I've come to answer your calls Hello? Yes? for Taverncast Return. Is you it. have three wishes. One of them has already been granted. This is incredible. Taverncast is back as a World of Warcraft podcast. Oh my gosh, this is just amazing. Oh, uh, wait, I, I, so, I, I, I Genie, uh, should I use one of my three? Can I wish for more wishes? I have two more. Okay, yeah, but can I use one more of those wishes? You have two more. Wait, but can I, I, uh, oh boy. Jeez. State your I wish think, now uh, or press two, seven, seven, uh, eight, uh, pound, ooh. star, oh, four, I two. I wish, I wish, I wish. Uh, I wish Bill would never, ever scream on his show again. It just makes my ears bleed. <laughs> your wish has been granted. Oh, sweet. This is like, Bill this is the greatest dream I ever had. I hope my mom again. doesn't find my sheets wet. Okay, here's... Okay, how many please, do I have left now? Us, please let us know which Hello? bill you what? are referring to uh -oh. by last name, address, city, and zip code. Jeez, I, I, uh, uh, bill, uh, uh, Infernal Bill? Is that, is going, you know, he's living in California? Legal name only, please. Hello? Social security uh, number is accepted. Uh, Press 478821. Uh, genie, yeah. Genie Talk 47. Genie, Genie, Genie Pound Star 1 for more. Check us out online at www.taverncast.com. Donate to the show to become a subscriber. Log in to the TC forums. That's right, the TC forums. We need you, all four of you that are in there. Prepare for more because we're asking you, yes, you, to join the forums. And uh, get up there and download That's right. archive shows. And now, the Taverncast musical. Run, dun, dun. What? Wait, that wasn't in the show outline. The Taverncast musical? I was feeling lost, walking around in the world, full of nothing. And then I thought, I would like to return to World of Warcraft and Azeroth. And then I called my friend Bill, and he said, No! No, I will not play with you, because WoW is so lame, I'm flying RC airplanes! <laughs> and I will not log back in! But then I pleaded, <clears throat> and I cried, and I said, Cataclysm needs you. The Firelands are on fire, and I can't beat the mobs. And my life is lonely and fragile. <laughs> And Bill said, no, damn you, no, I'm a lawyer, I have a family. 
They need me, my sons and my daughters and my beautiful wife. And when they allow me to leave my office, all I do is fly my airplanes. But screw you, Aloysius, for beckoning me back to the game. And then he said, I'm back in the world of Warcraft. It's so darn fun. I love to be playing Warcraft. I can't get enough of it. Oh, my kids don't know me. My wife divorced me. I'm out on the streets again. But I got a laptop and an account and a year-long commitment to Warcraft. Because I want that stupid mount and a free copy of Diablo and some other thing I don't even know about with pandas. Because it's worth it. Cause it's worth it! <laughs> Cause it's worth, worth it! it! Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank So we are actually going for season five of Taverncast, however long that lasts. That could be one episode, it could be five, it could be ten. We don't know. We're doing back to old World of Warcraft podcasting. All Warcraft, all the time. What? And if we decide not to do World of Warcraft podcasting, we will do After Hours. That's right, <laughs> After Hours. We'll come back and it will not be about World of Warcraft. <laughs> but right now, this show is all about World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. So if mm -hmm. you liked the show back in 2005, 2006, and portions of 2007, you will love it mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. except for we're now only two people, at least this show. But uh, Lauren actually will be with us from time to time, as will Kern Kater uh, at some point, sometime soon. So what are we drinking? You're sitting there, I know what you're thinking. You're asking yourself, what are we drinking at tonight? All right, yeah! What are we drinking? What are we drinking tonight? Well, actually, we're not drinking in the studio anymore. We're sending it out to Mike and myself and anyone else who ends up joining us out at Ashley's Pub in Ann Arbor, Michigan for a little mini On Tap segment. On Tap was actually one of the most popular things we did in Season 4. The folks who listened, you guys really liked it a lot, and so we thought that we would be remiss to not bring it back in some form, and so now it's going to be inserted into the regular shows in little mini-segments whenever we can get around to them. So, but before we go over there, I also wanted to play uh, something kind of new. Right at the end of Season 4, we had a brand new opening theme, a custom-made theme, by a guy who's no stranger to TC Elite, Taverncast, or On Tap, actually. His name is Kevin Stullen, and his band, Super Number 1. And he's done a lot of songs for us, including the What Are We Drinking blurb that you heard right before this segment started. And this song was going to be the main theme for On Tap going forward, and we just never had the chance to use it. So now I want to play the whole thing in its entirety because it is awesome, and it'll be right into On Tap. I've been working some long days, straight into some long nights, but my mind keeps drifting away to those sweet Michigan delights, where my friends are all waiting, no need for hesitating, don't worry 
Welcome back to Ashley's Pub in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where we're working our way through the Ultimate Beer Tour. 130 beers, 32 styles with a few stops along the way, and this is, again, what's on tap. So this is what we're doing for our drink of the show on Taverncast now, a little mini on tap episodes for people who used to like the beer shows. Hi, Mike. Hey. This is Mike, by the way. So you said it was uh, a few stops along the way. I guess we did have a stop along the way. We had a long stop. (laughs) A long stop about a year or so. (laughs) But that's good. It enabled us to get our creative juices flowing so we can come back and drink some more beer. So uh, from here on out on sporadic tavern casts, we'll be including on tap little mini-sodes in here for you guys to listen to, and that's kind of what we're doing. So what's the beer today? Today we're drinking a milk stout by the Left Hand Brewing Company. Which is in Colorado. And what's a, what's a milk stout? Just so everybody knows what a milk stout is. Milk stouts are stouts that have a larger amount of residual sugars and unfermented sugars that in the beer. And they give it more body and more sweetness. Kind of counteracts the roasted barley flavor that's usually in beer. And um, milk stouts are very sweet. And they use lactic acid, i.e. milk or dairy products, to kind of ferment or to uh, help flavor the beers. And so that's what a milk stout is. And they actually are, this one's a nitro milk stout, so it means that nitrogen has been... Uh, is that what the nitro means? Yeah, it's ni- nitrogen in the tap. So when they pour the tap, it's like uh, Boddington's nitro that we had that one time where it was really creamy. And lactose actually uh, makes things kind of creamy and sweet. It's quite, I mean, I'm sorry, you said creamy and sweet. It's got me thinking ice cream, which is what I usually think when I think milk stout. So it makes a nice picture in your head, too. Do you remember um, Mackeson? Yes. Mackeson Triple Stout was a milk stout. I know, and you made your yeah. chocolate shake. And unfortunately, they don't make Mackeson anymore. We had uh, we had discussed this on previous Tavern Casts, I think, but um, this is actually pretty close to Mackeson in, in general flavor, I think. Mackeson was a lot sweeter, though. That was TCPM. What? Ma- the Max and Shakes was TCPM. TCPM? Pre-mic. Pre-mic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, weren't you on that? No, I no? was not. Oh. We might have done it later because it was so good. We might have made it again. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, well, Beer Advocate gives uh, Left Hand Brewing's uh, Left Hand Milk Stout a B plus uh, from out of 1250 reviews. So what do you think about it? Well, it's definitely creamy. It's definitely sweet, and it's definitely more malty than, than, say, the last time we were on when we were doing the um, 
pale ale. Pales, yeah. So I like being back to the sweeter stuff, and it's great. I, I d- definitely detect like it's chocolatey. Chocolatey more than coffee. Like I would have in most stouts, I sense some coffee. This I definitely detect more chocolate. It's like somebody took a YooHoo drink, a YooHoo chocolate drink, and watered it down a little bit. That's kind of what it is. I was it, thinking a Hershey Dark chocolate bar melted into the beer. It's great. It's cold here now again in the winter, and and uh, this is perfect for it. I could definitely, I'd definitely have another one of those. If I was going to give it a, you know, on backdoor scale, I'd probably give this, I'd probably give this a seven and a half, eight. Yeah, you know what, and I'm going to come in and agree with you, seven and a half or eight is probably just perfect for this. It's not like an outstanding example of its class. I would maybe stick with Mackeson as the best I've ever had out of a milk stout, but it is really good and really drinkable. I'd drink it again. Maybe we should drink it again. <laughs> <laughs> left Hand Brewing's Left Hand Milk Stout is our beer. So. So, quick beer topic. What's your favorite beer additive? And what I mean by beer additive is I mean the stuff that sometimes comes with your beer. So, like, you order a Corona or a Dos Equis, and, you know, it comes with a lime. Or you can order a lime and have it with it. So, you know, I'm thinking things like limes, oranges, soda, liqueurs, other forms of alcohol, juices. What floats your boat, if anything? And the beer purist will probably be like, what the hell is wrong with you? You don't put any crap in There's your beer. There's a man law, actually, uh-huh. that says no fruit and beer. Remember? What's about, what about limes, though? No fruit and beer. You don't put limes with your Corona? <laughs> I won't say I always submit to the man law. Just like I don't always submit to many laws. But, <laughs> but typically, no fruit and beer. I actually, the best additive that I... Uh, Bad with a drink is an Irish car bomb, which is well, it's shot of Jameson and uh, and um, Irish cream, yep, dropped inside of a stout, and that tastes like a chocolate bar, yeah, no, it's but, so good. So, I would actually say it isn't my favorite, but I hearken back when you put uh, liqueur or other liquors into beer, I always think of adding Jameson whiskey to Guinness. Not that I've ever done that, no, never, never. <laughs> that has a very awkward effect if you if you do too much of that on yes, an empty awkward. stomach. That's that's the word we're looking for is awkward. Please, Mike, don't let me die. <laughs> Bryce, get off the floor of the bathroom. <laughs> it's a public restroom. It's I have gross. no idea what you're talking about. Don't put that in your mouth. <laughs> so I actually do. I, I would have to say limes. Limes are my favorite additive because it's the most common thing that I'm likely to put in or around a beer is a lime. And it's always going to be with some amber or Mexican cerveza of one variety or the other at a Mexican restaurant. I don't do it usually, but if I'm if I'm out if it's summertime and I've got a corona in hand, it's gonna have a lime if I can do it. If I'm at a Mexican restaurant, Dos Equis usually will be the Dos Equis Amber with a lime, I'll do that. But in in usually I don't mix anything with beer. If if I'm gonna have something in it and it's not a shot, it's not gonna be a lime. If I'm going to have a lime in something, it's going to be a gin and tonic or something like that. So I'm going to actually taste it. What I've usually found when I added limes to beer is that it doesn't add much to it. It's just kind of like, uh, it's cute. And I don't know. I I can see definitely leaving that at the door. So I I don't agree with you there. I definitely go with additional liqueurs. Maybe that says something about my own character flaws. Mike Moted, favorite show, MMA 
Denny and Mitch fighting. Bryce Irwin, favorite show, My Little Pony. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the David Tell out all night. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> so that's been a quick on tap. That's your drink of the show. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Now back to the TC studio. See you guys. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. All right. Uh, so, so the other day, I got a call from uh, my good friend Aloysius, who calls me up and says, "Bill, you've got to get back in the World of Warcraft. I think you're really going to enjoy it." And I said, "No, no, 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 no." Wait, wait, wait back I, up, back up for people who have listened to the show um, last season, last year, when we were doing TC Elite, okay, uh, which was sort of the Warcraft gaming show back then when we were when we were into it. So, what happened there? I mean, we were into it for a while, then we kind of weren't into it for a while again. So, what happened there? Well, for, personally, I mean, my kids started getting older. I was, you know, busy at work. And it's it's essentially I've come to the conclusion, which I think we're going to talk later about, that World of Warcraft is basically a hobby, right? I mean, there's so many it's has so many facets of being a hobby, so many characteristics of being a hobby that I think you can ultimately conclude that it is more of a hobby than than it is a, a game, even. Um, but but that that aside, like any hobby, you sort of lose interest after a while, right? I mean, you're playing and it's fun for a while, and then there are other things that sort of take your interest, whether it's, you know, other hobbies. Painting, for me personally, I started getting into um, remote control airplanes, which is still a whole lot of fun for me, but my kids um, fondly remember the days of playing World of Warcraft, and they like the idea, and I like the idea, and it's still a great hobby, but it just, for a while, it had to be put on the shelf. My, uh, I have three kids. One that's uh, my son is now eleven. I have a daughter that's nine. I have a youngest daughter that's six. And my middle daughter uh, is nine. Said to me, she was playing AYSO soccer this year, and she said, "Dad, if I score a goal, um, you know, what I want, I want to play World of Warcraft." And I went, "Sure, honey," knowing that like all last year she didn't score a goal at all. And please, 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 daddy. <laughs> I know you don't want me to have the methamphetamine, but, but please give it to me. Exactly. If I score a goal, if I if I get an A plus on a test, can I please have a hit of the methamphetamine, Daddy? It, it's a it's a pretty powerful. I mean, you're joking around, but it is a pretty powerful uh, uh, um, incentivizer. Is the I just uh, want to see the pretty colors and see the flash when the guy level. Ha, ha, uh, I can't I can't understand it. I'm, oh, the, the leveling. Ah, oh, Daddy. Please. So I told my daughter, so I said to my daughter, yeah, knowing that she hadn't scored a goal all last year. So what, of course, happens? She t- goes on fuego, becomes the world's greatest <laughs> soccer player, and scores a goal, like, the very next Saturday. And she's like, and the first thing she does, like, she scores a goal, and everyone's like, goal! And everyone's all, like, running around, Woo! And she, like, comes over to me, and she's like, Daddy, I get to play World of Warcraft! I'm like, oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Infernal Madison is on fire yeah. today on the soccer field after two subsequent seasons of absolute mediocrity she comes out on fire <laughs> kicking that ball into the goal practically every time it touches her foot what has gotten into infernal madison <laughs> well she's either taking drugs or she's been promised crack cocaine i mean world of warcraft uh and and that's exactly what she got so she got that and i um i signed up for the month and um started you know i played around with her and then of course she wanted to, my son wanted to res, you know 
dust off the old characters and you know he was playing again and then my youngest one is like you know daddy you gotta help me get past you know get, uh, level up I, what level are you honey one uh, ugh, okay so so she uh, you know I made yeah. her a new character and then I'm sitting down and I've got I, I basically have a stable of characters now of all the I have two accounts so we can play together and then then my good friend Aloysius tells me Bill you know, the Blizzard has got this thing now where you can like get the super badass flamey lion flying lion mount, and you get Diablo. I, I, told, I told him about the Blizzard story. Diablo three. You get like free blah blah blah. You get like you know Mike. I was Mike talking to him Moynihan's about the annual pass. autograph. He gets to friend you on Facebook. I mean, all that awesome stuff if you commit for an entire year. So I'm like, well, you know, and then Bryce, and, and then Aloysius makes this uh, compelling case, you know, why it makes sense, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, fine. So now I tell you, oh, Tavern Cast fans, I have committed. I'm in it to win it. I'm in it for a year. Whether or not I'm going to be playing the entire year is uh, is another question. But I have now well, um, well, committed. Let's to talk it. about a couple of things here for a sec. So I want to actually talk about the changes before we get into the game in general. I want to talk about the changes in your play style and the way you look at the game basically just due to the fact that you have kids and how your kids have aged and and changed the way that you play and the way that they play themselves just by the fact that they're aging. It's interesting because when we first started Taverncast, um, you came on the show in 06, and at the time your kids were very, very young. And in fact, long-time listeners, if you go back and listen to the show, you'll often hear some of Bill's kids on the intros, and they were young little kids. I mean, like, your boy was... And he must have been five years old yeah, he was five, at yeah. that time, right? right. Yep, exactly. So um, it's interesting, though, that now um, how your play style and how, how your ability to even do any hobbies, excuse me, any hobbies at all have changed based on the age of your kids. Well, see, the funny thing is is that it, it's, it's pretty cool because World of Warcraft has changed uh, to meet exactly what I need it to be. And I don't know if, if um, it's so big that there's different areas and I'm sort of taking what I need. And what I mean for the, by this is back in 2006 when I was playing, to be able to play the game, it took a significant amount of time. It was a big time commitment. You had to get 40 people um, to go into any kind of a raid. And then uh, it was just a, a, you know, a major undertaking, herding cats. But it was a lot of fun. I mean, you, you had a lot of fun. It was a great sense of accomplishment. You, you put together this gigantic guild you go try to you know beat your head against a wall and um it's like a three or four hour time commitment but for me my kids were young so you know their bedtime was much earlier so it was a matter of basically putting them to bed um spending a little time with the wife and then you know committing three hours like in the evenings to uh you know during during the week to um you know kind of relaxing and playing this game now it's completely different now my kids are older they they're staying up later they're you know they want to be involved in this sort of thing and i want to keep them involved so for me it's great because you know for the ones that want to stay up later, we can sit there and do this together. If they want to, if, and it's not a three or four hour commitment. I can, I can play it with them for the, the random dungeon finder is like the greatest thing, the greatest invention ever. Oh yeah. Ever. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. Ever. I mean, it, it's, you know, it takes no time to get into the thing. Even if you sign up as damage, it takes, you know, five, 10 minutes to get in. Then you you run through an instance that takes 20, 30 minutes and you're done. 
You're in it. Well, it, it enables you to do things like uh, solo quest, and when the parts of the quest come up that send you into a dungeon, you're just like, well, you know, I got a half an hour. I'll just sign up for a dungeon and go to the place they're telling me to go to and finish these quests. And you can actually go into the dungeon right away with a group. Remember in the old days, you just have to set that stuff aside, and if you got to it that week or the next week when your guildies were available, you did it. Oh, my gosh. Now, During, you don't even need it. You can solo the whole game. During the old days, you had to get, like, remember, I don't know if you remember, but in the, the I think it was Stratholme or, or one of them, you had to get, like, keys. There were all these keys you had to, so you had to go out and farm yeah, and like, get the materials to, get, to yeah. get a key. And then once you got keyed to the dungeon, and you could get it, or you had to find somebody with the key to get in there. So th they did away with all this stuff that that prohibited you from actually playing the game. And, um, and now you, you can play it on a much more casual basis. Um, it, it, it's not, the, the, I don't know if the level is just decreased, but it's not incredibly difficult. It's actually a lot of fun, and it's a great thing that I can do with my kids. Well, and I think the thing is, is that for, for TavernCast, TavernCast has always been a show about pretty casual gaming. I mean, even in the old days when we were, well, we were never hardcore. We were raiding for a time, but we weren't doing any serious raiding. Any serious raiding guild would have laughed at our efforts. So um, for us, we were always very casual. And so this game has become like uh, sort of the casual super dream of a game. Blizzard, I think, has tailored this. They've, they've done a lot of things that we used to talk about wanting to see. The Dungeon Finder is one of them. Just the fact that it's a lot easier to just log in and sort of solo the game yourself and actually progress and feel like you're doing something that is marginally heroic and important. You actually feel that way now. It's taken them a while to get here, but it's starting to feel that way to me. Yeah, and it's amazing because, I mean, how many expansions have we been through? Burning Crusade, then the Northren thing, and now um, Death Three So total. three expansions, yep. and I think it's better than ever. I mean, normally when you, you go through these sort of sequels, I mean, I'm not totally used to the whole MMO thing to see them, you know, mature over time and see if they're... But it seems like they, they normally, you know, putter out. They, they sort of... The company loses interest, subscribers go elsewhere, there's something that competes. But this game is far better, even though we reminisce about, you know, times during Vanilla WoW, like, you know, looking at those challenges and trying to, you know, get over those challenges. I think the highs were higher. When you actually had 40 people going through Molten Core and you're able to knock down a boss, even though you're banging your head against the wall and it can be incredibly frustrating, when you actually do have an accomplishment, it really feels like an accomplishment. It's, it's a really big thing, however minute it might may be. The thing is, though, is that I still, I guess if you were going to ask me what version of WoW, so from vanilla up to present, what version of WoW was my favorite, I would think it was vanilla. And it, I agree with all the points that you're making, mm -hmm. but I, I think that the reason that I think it was vanilla is because for me back then, it seemed like it took, it was like a, a true journey going from zero to 60 the first time through. Uh, and it, it, it's a sort of indelible on me as like an experience. And I've never had that experience again. But I guess that makes sense, though, because it's not new anymore, right? It was never new after you did it the first time. And that first time going through anything is always going to be a little bit more meaningful or, or experiential than anything else, right? Eloisius, you ignorant slut. The, 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 <laughs> uh, vanilla, <laughs> vanilla, you are romanticizing vanilla. Wine. No, I know. I probably am. Yeah, you are, it, it, you know, the, from, the, from every aspect of it, from the graphics, 
graphics to the frames per second to you know I, I mean uh, like that remember <laughs> remember uh, Baron's chat was it Baron's chat or the crossroads I mean people would just like shout out and you could hear them from like anywhere in the world and you had it was just it was like anarchy and then they I don't even think they had an auction house at the time the auction house is now, like later right uh, that was boy. the auction house is not in original wow I think something like that yeah I think you're right actually that, I think that came in like one of the first couple patches yeah and they had um i mean it was a freaking like all the aspects of world of warcraft that are sort of like eh, were in vanilla wow like you, you do the quest where it says go out and get like you know seven lion hides so i can make a pelt to you know please my wife or something you know it's like do it yourself dude i don't want to you know send me on something epic now they have epic quests with like the phasing in the quests are so much better now than they were before well the phasing has changed things for sure but the i still i still am annoyed at the fact sometimes that there's those gathering quests are still there and i know i know why they have to be there because they're trying to like fill this thing up with so much content that you never get bored but you know, my God, no matter how much the phasing helps or how interesting those quests are, when you got to go gather 10, you know, pelts of fiery hide of doom, it's just like, really? I don't want to go do this. Please don't have me go do this. Blizzard actually got a little bit smarter, though, in that when they send you out to go get your 50 pelts of fiery doom, Did you're you also on a quest to go get something else. And they sort of, you get more than 75% of them on the way out to go do the other thing just by default of having to kill everything Oh in my the area. gosh, and now it's so much easier. In the map, I mean, sure, anybody that's played now knows, but if you just, once you fill up your quest log with quests, you hit your map, I mean, it freaking numbers the quest for you on a number on your map where you have to go to complete it. I mean, we we used to, we felt like geniuses in the old days, like finding some obscure online walk through that would tell you how to do like if you're in a certain zone you know which quest to do here and there and in what order to sort of maximize your efficiency i mean who cares now at, at this point you just fill up your quest log you know see what's around your area and just complete all that stuff it, it's um they've made that about as streamlined as i think you can possibly do it so you're back in playing. I'm back in playing. Uh, we'll talk in a, just a little bit here about uh, our long-term thoughts about what WoW is now and has it morphed into something a little bit more meaningful after all of these years sort of back and forth with it. But uh, we're back, and we're going to talk about WoW for a little while until uh, we decide we don't want to anymore. So welcome <laughs> back to the World of Warcraft Tavern Look, like, here's the deal. My philosophy is, Bryce said to me, you know, do, uh, we're we uh, we're commiserating about playing World or we're comparing notes, rather, about playing World of Warcraft. We said we, we should just record a show. So for all you faithful listeners, thank you for continuing to listen. We appreciate you guys like you wouldn't believe. And we'll record a show for as long as we're playing Warcraft, as long as it's fun. Because you know what? If it's, not, if it's not fun, then it's not fun to record. So, uh, and I think you guys can tell. Every single person who's listening to the show who plays World of Warcraft is keenly aware of Star Wars The Old Republic and is debating whether or not this is going to take the place of World of Warcraft in their lives and, and kill WoW for good. Yeah. So joining us in studio now is Roxalox. Hey, Roxy, how are you doing? Hey, good. How are you? 
Lauren and I have been playing the Star Wars beta, and it is now in stores right now for you to go buy and log in and play as of today, the 20th of December. So what are our initial impressions about the game? Basic first impression, I mean, it's similar to WoW, but obviously it's not going to be the same. They do the questing a little bit differently. Instead of just reading the quest text, they do have cutscenes um, where you can interact with the NPC players and choose your response. Um, so it is like a lot of other console games or other games. It's all voice acted. It's like um, yeah, Mass it's all- Effect or Dragon Age technology. Oh, so no. When, it's like a Mass Effect? Th- it's very much like Mass Effect. Uh, yeah, you go yeah, through, yeah. And, and instead of quests, like you have Quest and Warcraft that pop up in text. In Star Wars The Old Republic, they pop up with um, you know animated 3D models doing full voice acting and music and things like that. And you're picking uh, choices to their answers as to how you respond. And sometimes the way you respond will move your character either more into the light side or more into the dark side. And it actually changes the way your character works in the game. It's actually a very cool dynamic. It's very sweet. Yeah, it's really impressive. So I did, I did think that was really interesting. It helps make the game really immersive, I think. It helped me really get into the character, um, even though you're still just like, please kill five droids or something. When you hear the story behind it and like the voice acting with it, it makes it more involved. Yeah, right? You feel like you're doing something. Yeah, it feels a little more epic or something than go kill five pigs. Well, it's like you know you're like you're going out there to kill five things, but you kind of lose track that you're actually killing five things, and it's like oh, I'm supposed mm-hmm. to do this because so and so is in danger or whatever else, and the acting is good enough to make you sort of believe you're you're like living a Star Wars movie or something. Those kind of quests are integrated into the bigger storyline quests. Yep. Obviously, I haven't played very high. I think I got to level nine. Um, on a Jedi Consular. Um, I am a huge Star Wars fan. I love Star Wars, was born and raised with Star Wars, but the Star Wars MMO, I don't get it. I looked at it, I looked online, I saw the screenshots, it's sort of like, I mean, why, except for you, Oasis, doesn't everybody in their right mind just want to be a Jedi and, <laughs> and like choke out everybody and just sort of like, you know, take your lightsaber out and fight crime and, you know. It is, tr- it is true that I am not a fan of the Jedi. And, and you know, after, after playing this weekend on the MMO, I am, I, I hate the Jedi. I hate, <laughs> hate, hate them. I, I, I don't, I don't like the, it's the way they talk to you. They're so condescending. It's like I, you know, and I don't want to be a Padawan, all right? Mm-hmm. Just make me like a mid-level Jedi or like a. Just make me a master and my Padawan's dead or something. Because I don't want to be... It's like, you know, I get, to, I start off in the MMO and you show up and it's like the first thing is like... It, it's something about the voice act. It's like... <laughs> no, no, they're like, Welcome, Padawan. Thanks for coming. We're we're in a crunch time here, Padawan, because we need you to find the missing holograms. Hey. Go out. Now, rem, my, be mindful, Padawan. Silence leads to introspection Ugh. introspection leads to uh you know sleep sleep <laughs> leads <laughs> to boredom you must be serene don't be angry don't let your anger control you aye. stifle your emotions I'm like you know shut up aye, aye, i want to hit you with my lightsaber right. and i want to set it on fire <laughs> right i, mean, I don't want to i don't want to be sith but, but these mother are going to turn me into Darth Vader like before I hit level 3. But, That's how I feel about see, it. That's just me. Are Jedi supposed to be rare? That I mean Je- Jedi are supposed to have like this I mean look, I, I'm not told No, not in not in Star Wars the Old Republic. Right. In Star Wars the Old Republic, you know, 
spank me Jedi and Ponzer Jedi are running around. Little 12-year-old Jedi is going, I f***ed you up. I, I got a lightsaber. Can anybody give me some Republic credits? I only need 50 Republic credits. F*** you. Exactly. That's what the Star Wars MMO is. Exactly. It sounds great, dude. You are right on. I can't wait right, come on. to get you're into that. Me all, no, you're making me all neg. Let me give you the real story mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I'm playing it. It's going to be over tomorrow. You only get three days to stress test it. But I don't want to play anymore. And let me tell you why. <laughs> you don't want to early. play. No, I don't want to play anymore because I like it that much. Oh and no! And I don't want to see any more of the story. Are you serious? So it's really good. Let me ask you something that I thought almost right off the bat. Do you think that the way the questing system works in the Old Republic, where it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's voice acting and you've got to pick the correct response and it gives you light side points or dark side points and that kind of thing, will it interfere with traditional multiplayer play style? So will it interfere if you're on VoIP with somebody, if you're on Mumble or Vent or whatever? Or is it going to be a problem? Because I kind of think that it will it's- be. It was kind of a little bit because the fir- I played Saturday and then I played a little bit on Sunday too. Saturday I just did it like single player just so I could you know see all the cutscenes and watch it and stuff. Today I played it a little bit while I was on vent with other people too, and I found that if you put um, the subtitles, it did help. So you could still listen to the other people, especially because we were using mumble. So mumble kind of silences other things or like quiets other things while someone's talking. So I found it easy to follow the conversation as well as like read along in the quest, but it was kind of distracting too. Doesn't it so kind of I, blow your whole immersion though? I mean, yeah, from the standpoint what of I what mean, they like, intended to do with that game, it strikes me as more of like a single player game than it does an yeah. MMO. I think the way doing Ventrilo or Mumble would work the best is if you were questing with someone. I, I can't. I'm having a hard. Let's say they did this with World of Warcraft. I have a hard time seeing this working in a true MMO because you're going to get like if you're with a group of very close knit friends and all of them want to go through the story and see the story, then I can imagine people will be quiet to watch the cutscene. But like you know, can you imagine later on trying to get a group for something? Be like, dude, press space bar. Press space bar to skip it. I know. Press the space bar. I think it's like if you want to play it first time through, you're probably not going to want to get on vent or mumble or anything. Like if you're leveling up a second character and you don't mind missing some of the stuff, then it might not be a problem. But I mean, unless you're leveling up with someone and doing the same quest together. But trying to just, you know, socialize on Ventrilo or something while you're playing might kind of ruin the game a little bit but then again there's some people that don't care and just want to level up and they don't care about the question they're true. like okay but then they're, i think they're going to be whatever annoyed. and then they're like okay i have to kill five droids but in that case though you know, i think they're so- going to be annoyed like it's going to be like the old days in wow when it first launched and the quest text kind of you know wrote itself slow, into the you know yeah. and you couldn't speed that up you can only speed this up so much by hitting the space bar through all the conversation mm-hmm. points but you can't just like quickly figure out like kill five of this and go you can't qu- quickly figure that out so i think mm-hmm. the people who are like that are going to get really annoyed yeah well i mean those kind of people just probably shouldn't play this game <laughs> then i mean to be quite honest i mean because they probably don't like the console games or other pc games like that too so no not at all i, I actually think i wonder if it's actually really an mmo or if it's more like a traditional rpg with some kind of like multiplayer co-op options it, it's not well, clear to me I... how the end game works so yeah, I mean, obviously, I haven't gotten that high in it either, but I did 
it was kind of funny to be like questing like oh yeah there's people talking in general chat like i'm not just you know running around by myself and then there was the the dude that was like help me find mancrick's wife <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so um <laughs> on that I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the replayability so because it kind of dovetails into what we're talking about one thing that i found is i i played uh all of the classes in the game up till about level five i didn't go as high as you did because i was playing so many of them just to see what was there but one thing i noticed is is that the starting areas for some of the players are the same they just have different quests quests within those areas like the consular and the mm -hmm. jedi are in the same zone the smuggler and the trooper are in the same zone that kind of thing um mm -hmm. And they have some quests that are the, that are the same or are related, but because it's so story driven, and the story is sort of very directed and kind of sending your character through this like, I don't I don't know. It seems just a very directed storyline. Because it's like that, I'm having a problem seeing how why you would want to do or replay alts of the same class ever. Like you've been through even, it. Why like, would you want to do Jedis it? Jedi's or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know they did say, I mean, there is a lot of weight to, like, the dark side and light side points. And I know the choices that you make during um, the different, like, cutscenes and stuff, um, when you can interact with the NPCs, can have an effect later on in the game. But is it? I don't know, I don't know if it's a major effect. Yeah. Because I know, like, from what I was reading about the game, they were saying, like, if you decide to save a character instead of kill them or something, like, they might come back later in the game and give, you know, either help you with quests or do different things. I did read somewhere that so, they removed the penalty. Uh, so, like, you'd have NPC characters that quested with you, and there, there mm -hmm. used to be a penalty that if you treated them wrongly or made the wrong decision, they could be killed. And I think they okay. said they removed that. I read it in an article. And I was like, well, that's dumb. It just seems <laughs> like if you want you you want there to be consequence for these light side and dark side choices. And if there's not very much of them, then you know, why are you doing it in the first place? But I, I don't know. We're not far enough along to make a comment on that one. It, it sounds not like a WoW killer. It doesn't even se sound yeah. like it's going to yeah, compete with WoW, different. other than the fact that it's, it's similar in respect. You've got tons of other people, but I haven't heard one circumstance where you're actually interacting with other people. I mean, are there like quote-unquote dungeons yes. or instances they that do, you get yeah. involved in? Yeah, they're there. We just haven't seen them because we haven't played far enough into it. I mean, th that's to be fair is that, I mean, we're, we are talking about a beta of which we had a, you know, less than 48 hours to check it out. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure that the opinion will change over time. Like, like I said before, my opinion hasn't changed. I will play this game. And while it's not going to make me stop playing World of Warcraft, um, it's not that game. It's not... I don't know what it would take to get me away from Warcraft. It would take probably Blizzard making a new MMO. Honestly. That's probably mm. would be it. But... Well, or WoW 2 or something like that. But... Well, I mean, WoW is just so streamlined right now that it's hard to go into a game that doesn't have all the same mechanics or isn't quite there yet when you already have a game that's, you know, has the Dungeon Finder, has all this stuff in it already... It's not going to place World of Warcraft because, number one, the from what I can tell anyways, and granted I haven't played more than you know four or five levels out of any class in the game, the zones in World of Warcraft, when you log in, you can go anywhere. The, the quests lead you from point to point for the most part, but if you wanted to go off the beaten path and go explore and see what the hell was on top of that mountain, you can go do that. It's one of the things that made Warcraft a lot of fun beyond its questing. You can't do that in the Old Republic. You are gated 
um, into a, a, an area that reminds me more of like a first-person shooter where you, you're on rails almost. Like you can't go. If you see a mountain over there, you can't get to it because it's it's scenery. You can't get up there. That sounds if delightful. See, delightful. It, it, so yeah, so it's 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 good from a story standpoint. It's not good for an MMO standpoint. Um, like if you go into the water, you, no matter how deep the water looks, you're always only up to your waist. <laughs> and it's like, well, this is really bizarre. And then you start getting fatigue. And, uh, and so that brings me to my next point. It's really hard They're, to walk through this water. <laughs> I don't think I can make it. Go on without me, man. <laughs> and then there's that brings me to my next point, which is that. You in World of Warcraft, there's a ton of polish. Like whatever you want to say about Blizzard, their their character animations are really robust. They're funny. They're entertaining. They're good. You get on a mount in World of Warcraft, and like the first time you get your first mount, and you mount up, and the horse is or the dra or the, uh, the raptor or whatever the heck it is. Yeah, it's awesome, and you feel like this is awesome. You can jump around. Kids, I'm awesome. Yeah. First time I get on a speeder in this game, a little speeder bike. It's crappy. It's craptastic. <laughs> it should it should bank. It should you sure. know it should look like you're flying right. and you're like whizzing around banking. It should be fast. And Remember how it, fast the speeders no, were slow. in like Return it's of the to Jedi? It's totally they get on slow. it like Luke flips the button. It's just zoom and he oh, yeah, just takes yeah. off. Like right? No, it's slow. Yeah. And and when you turn, the thing pivots like left to right without banking at all. So it's really <laughs> lame looking, right? That that's number one. When you get on a um, like a flight pass, so in WoW, you know you get on a like basically a flying mount, and you fly around, and it looks pretty cool. And sometimes you know they, they flight kind of pass is trademarked Blizzard and Activision dot com. <laughs> in uh, the old Republic, you get in like a speeder or something like that, and you zip over to your next location. What's funny is is that when the speeder comes into the location, the thing like comes in for a landing, and it looks like it crashes nose first and ends up at an angle before it just disappears. Oh, like, what, the, oh. what the hell, guys? You gotta you gotta oh, make this better. There's a, there so there are some polish issues there, which make wow what it is. That really, for me, took me right out of the game when that kind of stuff happened. You hope that eventually they'll get there, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I hear you. And, like, you, you were talking about the classes. There's only a few classes to choose stuff from, but there seems like there's a lot of races. Both sides either have four classes that you can pick from, but then it seemed like they had at least four or five races that you can pick from. So it does add a little bit of variety, I noticed, in the starting areas, so it's not just, like... You just see humans running around. I want to um, complain a little bit about that, though, just being a Star Wars fan. And, I mean, Bill, you'll know about this one, too. So when you think of Star Wars and you think about the different aliens that are there, name me, each of you, name me two or three, you're already doing it, name me two or three aliens that you remember right off the top of your head that, that are, like, instantly Star Wars that you sure, you got the hammerhead guy, Guido, sure. Right? Guido, Guido. <laughs> What, what else? What Java. Else? Java. Um, you got the sand people. You got the Jawas. The crazy, like, fish-looking man. You got or Admiral Akbar. you mean? Yeah. Mon Calamari. Yep. All right. The ca Calamari. <laughs> no, that's really what they're called. The race I is called the Mon Calamari. Really? That's what they're yeah, called? Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. And, like, the fat guy in the, t the X-Wings called Porkins. Yeah, that's another. <laughs> so they have, so none of those are playable. You play. You, you can play what? humans. Team, you... I was I was playing a smuggler, and I was like, "It's Greedo." <laughs> but yeah, there a lot of them aren't playable. No, you can play. They're all humanoid characters, and they're all of the same mm -hmm. general size. So it's I don't know the names of all of them because some of them are like prequel um, yeah, ones that I'm like. So it's the the guy, the race that Darth Maul came from with the horns mm -hmm. on their heads. 
the green right. one, the green human looking people that have the tattoos on their faces that some of the Jedi in the prequels were. Shyla or the, the the dancer from uh, no, the, but Java? no, but they have those too. The, the yeah. Twi'leks. They have Twi'leks. Yeah. yeah. Like, Wait, what are the green people then? You're talking I don't about? remember their names, but oh. yeah. And then there's then there's some weird race that I've never seen in any Star Wars thing ever. That basically they just don't they can't see. They, so they wear like blindfolds and crap around. It's like Illinan running around everywhere. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> of all the races you could have picked, you picked this. I want to play like a little Neen Num or whatever, or an Ewok, or the Hammerhead guy. You know? Yeah. I mean, right. why don't you give me some like Star Wars choices? I don't know what this is. Yeah. So I was really or be like a Wookiee or something. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty let down. I'm a, a well, you can't even be a Wookiee. No, you can't even a be a Wookiee. Totally mainstream. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I mean, you could think about the names you could come up with, like Walking Carpet. You know, you could call yourself Shag. You, could, you know, I mean, there'd be so many. You know, they're probably saving things for later. But, dude, come on, just a little bit more Star Wars stuff. But having said that, I mean, the world really does feel very Star Warsy, and it, it it's pretty good. I'm I'm really compelled. It's cool. It, I had a lot of fun with it. But it doesn't have a lot of replayability. Yeah. When you go back and you roll up another character on WoW, you can zip through these quests and blow it off and go do them in different ways. And You know, Listen. you can go to the other starting zone and do their starting zone stuff and say, oh, I'm going to do that for a while. You can't do that here because a lot – when I so I learned real quick when I played the Republic Trooper and the Smuggler that while they're a little bit different, they take place in the same town and they start having the same quests. And I'm like – I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go through the same quests again just to level up this character. I at least want a new story, Listen. and I didn't get that. So I was frustrated by that. So final thing for Star Wars The Old Republic, I think it's great. I think it's a very great game. They have nailed the Star Wars thing. You will love it if you're a Star Wars fan. It's a great game. It sounds uh, like you have to be a Star Wars fan to enjoy this. And you ha- yeah, the more of a Star uh, Wars fan you are, the more you are likely to overlook the craptacularness yeah. of it, and just yeah. sort of go, dude, I'm a Jedi. You well, know but I mean? hold on now, hold on now. It's not craptacular. It is not craptacular. Mm-hmm. It's very good. It is the best MMO I have played since WoW, and I have played others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's much better than any other MMO I've played. Mm-hmm. This is not Star better Trek than Online. Star Trek Online. No. Star Star Trek Online was a train wreck. Better a than wreck. Age of Heroes. Or City of Heroes? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's better than Better City of than EverQuest? I never played EverQuest. Oh! It's probably better than EverQuest. Oh, you never played EverQuest? Thank you. Hey, for... whoa, 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 whoa. The genie promised you wouldn't scream. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> let the hate mail flow. <laughs> can, <Yeah>. you, <laughs> can you please make Bill stop screaming? No. So it's a good game. It's not going to replace WoW. For all the things that, that are dated about WoW and that are starting to show their age, this game still doesn't replace it. There's something about the way Blizzard did Sounds this. Like it they nailed it. it. It's like a home run that Blizzard scored with this game because uh, I had full expectations that Bioware would be the company to knock this out of the park, and I don't think they did. Well, you know, I think why, it's good, but know, I don't think they 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 have not beaten Blizzard. This is this. and this is why I think the reason is. And I'm not talking as a fanboy. In my so. in my personal opinion, I I, I think that uh, World of Warcraft is sort of like a. Um, you know, like a like a polished stone, right? I mean, you sort of like mine a stone. I mean, I'm not a miner. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But I would imagine you mine miners, some, not you mine miners. some kind of a stone, right? And you cut it, and then you 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 polish it. And the more you polish it, the shinier 
and brighter it looks and maybe you can like increase the detail on it and the more just basically the more you work on it the better and better and better it gets and no one can compete with that because they basically either have to duplicate this shiny stone you have or they have to start from scratch and when, and they're never going to make their different rock like as shiny as yours when they just start out i mean there's a whole lead to it. it's it's taken blizzard how many years five years of world of warcraft six years of world of warcraft to get it to where it is now you know and 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 it's it's a work it's still a work in progress it would be almost impossible i would imagine for somebody to roll out a new mmo that's as polished as world of warcraft is right but, now but blizzard really prides itself in not releasing things until they're ready to be released and that's some of the complaint that i that i have instantly with the old republic it's little thing it's little Wait, niggling things but, but it's, but it's those released. little things that make the game these these little things that they did like running in water and not being able to swim and stuff like that i'll bet you anything that makes the final release game really and it's not breaking it's not like it sucks it's just it's it's the little things but see, you know what i'm saying aren't you playing, those little things but aren't you is playing what made wow good aren't you playing an mmo for the immersive experience i mean i know i the thing that blew me away about world of warcraft was was how big the world is how many people can play at one time in this giant world and that it works like it still blows my mind away so it's got to be a function of magic or something like real life magic where they actually have a server that can take all those little like keystrokes from all those thousands of people banging on the server at once and be able to process that all essentially simultaneously and make it work and hang together i don't know what would you rate this out of 10 just from what little you've played like Wait, is um, 10 good or 10 I mean, bad? 10 is really good. 1 is like the worst game ever. Like an 8. I really enjoyed it. I had a I had a really fun time. Um, it seems like all the different classes that I tried were fun. Um, yeah, and I, like I would it. say it's probably like a, a 7 or 8 mm-hmm. at this point. And they did do a lot of things differently than some MMOs that I did like too that they put in that I thought were interesting. Like as far as looting... I know WoW does, like, the sparkles and stuff, and they have, like, big columns of light, which were really easy to see, which I thought was nice. Yeah, I like that, too. And then they also do, I don't know if you tried it, too, but, like, the area looting. So if there's, like, a bunch of mobs in your area, you just have to loot one, and it picks up the loot from all of them. Ooh, I didn't try that. So, yeah, it's in the preferences. So I thought that was really cool. I was like, hmm, I hope WoW gets that. You know, one of the things one of the things I read about, I have, I have not played it. I don't. I don't even have a PC for God's sakes, but um, I was actually reading a gaming magazine, and and they had like a, a four-page spread on this, where each page was one of the characters on the Sith side, and one of the guys was a bounty hunter. And the bounty hunter article, he was talking, um, the author was talking about uh, one of the cooler parts of it was that each move, each hot button, you know, that, that you do, has sort of a different effect, and the and the monster or guy that you're actually hitting. Um, has sort of a different thing that happens to it. So you sort of know what you're doing rather than kind of like big ray of light without any effect on the monster or like big red slash or something like that that you kind of get in World of Warcraft to use an example. Yeah, it's kind of um, like that. Like the Jedi fighting was actually particularly awesome. I played a consular too, obviously, and I thought I actually preferred the consular class over the Jedi class, but the, the hand-to-hand combat with the lightsabers and stuff, or the training swords that actually what you're using initially, is actually pretty cool. 
I mean, I think the mm-hmm. thing that they've got to be betting on is the fact that there's a huge group of people that love Star Wars, right? I mean, pr- pretty much everybody that plays yeah. World of Warcraft, and and, mm-hmm. and then some. And so, you know, you, you kind of come for the Star Wars and stay for the awesomeness. Um, you know, Star Wars is going to get you in the door on that thing. And you're going to want to be a Jedi, or you're going to want to be a Sith Lord, or you're going to want to be a bounty hunter. And that's sort of cool, I mean, to be able to play that. And then if the game is actually halfway decent, you know, maybe they're betting on the fact that they, they have this really awesome single-player experience to get you going, and, and you know, the multiplayer sort Comes part of later. it will come. Yeah, it, it could be. It yeah. could be. And I would say, like, if I had to break it down, based on what I've seen so far, where they're, where they're hitting home runs is on the stylistic depiction of the Star Wars universe and graphics. It, mm-hmm. it looks really good. The, yeah, the graphics are amazing. Yeah, the music, I mean, you can't beat John Williams, but they also have a lot of other, you know, source music in there, customized stuff that comes from their own team there. It's all are they very, very jo- good. Are they using John Williams stuff? Quite, yeah, stuff? liberally. It's all mm-hmm. over the place. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's awesome. great. It's kind of fun. Like it, it <laughs> yeah, it, they did a good Yeah, game. it totally takes the game into a different level because of that music. So those things are great. I think that the you know the way you feel as a character, you feel pretty powerful, and you feel involved in the storyline, and the storyline itself seems to be really awesome and immersive. So we'll have more about Star Wars: The Old Republic as it shapes up. I mean, a number of us are going to be playing it, and I'm sure we will want to talk about it. So that's our review for now. Bag of Cheetos on my left and a rock star on my right. I'm meeting my guild in Iron Forge tonight. My cell phone is ringing, it's probably my girl. I let it go to voicemail because I've entered the world. Yeah, I've entered the world. So, it's World of Warcraft six years later. Are we six? I can't make this out. Has the game been around for six years or seven years? It came out in November of 2004. Seven years. Gee whiz. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Seven years. I didn't so, play it, though, that early, though. When, I, when did you get it? Well, you got into it maybe six months after six, that, though, right? Yeah, like 2005. Right. Right. Some... Right. So, it's been around for seven years, mm-hmm. if you can believe it. When we first started the show... I remember way back, one of the questions we played was, are we going to be playing this game even five years from now? And that was in uh, and the, 2005. And the answer was no. <laughs> I, I think we thought out. that No, I think we thought that we were going to be playing, but I think we were awfully optimistic. But I, I'm sort of shocked. This is now the... So this is the point we're trying to make with this topic. Is the game still just this short-term obsession game that we just like playing? Or has it turned into an actual... Honest to God, ongoing hobby, because I think it's a hobby now. Well, it's going to be difficult to um, argue with you because I think it's it's certainly changed. It's morphed into a hobby. It didn't always used to be a hobby, uh, and what I mean by that, I mean I think there's certain 
indicia of of something being a hobby, right? I mean, it's got to have like, uh, you, you know, it, it, it's got to captivate your interest, but not not be like your primary interest. It has to be something that is, you know, entertaining, and you can spend, um, you know hours on it and, f- and you find it personally gratifying but it, it's not necessarily something that's going to change the world or make you a better person or you know anything like that it's it's just sort of how, how many hobbies are like that uh, like golfing isn't going to change the world no, or make you a better person no that's what i'm saying like it, it, that's that's the indicia of a hobby it's like you know playing playing golf you're not going to change the world it's not going to make you a better person maybe it's good for you as an athlete i mean there's certain benefits of playing world of warcraft i mean it's a social game essentially and you know it, it and you do have to use your mind and and it is um um you know good for your ass because you know you don't use it too much and you can sit down a lot and make it <laughs> yeah. nice and flat but you know other than that i mean so but in all seriousness i think nowadays with the amount of content that's in there with the amount of i don't want to call them mini games but but sort of side tasks from you know playing uh-huh. the playing the auction house to all the you know cooking and fishing and you know but bill you haven't even played half of them you're totally right about yeah, that I don't know you any know of i've been stuff. i've been talking to you about the firelands right, right? Yep. which is patch 4.2 is the firelands sure. okay uh-huh. um and everybody's you know who's listening is probably already well aware of what the Firelands is. You know, we just sort of kind of climbed into it. But the Firelands is it's dailies, daily quests, and it's uh, this building. You know, we'll talk about the Firelands some other time. But the Firelands is significant as far as giving you stuff to do every single day that morphs and transitions and turns into cooler stuff as it goes. Mm-hmm. Wild didn't used to have that kind of stuff. No, and you can log in and play for a half an hour and and actually accomplish something and log out. And, and you know, it was never like that. And the thing is, is that they tried to what they did later. I forget when it was introduced, but they they introduced the whole um, achievement system, which yeah. I never was. A, you, you hate the achievements. I hate the achievements. I hate, Why do you hate them? I hate them because it's completely meaningless. It's sort of like a, it, it, yeah, but it's fun. And it's not like anything else that we do that I do in the game is meaningful. There, there's, I mean, it's it's you know, yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> right, how can I say that's meaningless? But like you know, racking up you know money in the auction house or or getting a title in PvP is meaningful. But but having like those those cockamamie achievements, it, it never it just, for whatever reason it just never appealed to me. Um, so it, it's, it's, it, it, they're sort of out there. There wasn't really a reward other than actually having well, but, it under yeah, but your there belt. there are rewards for them. Yeah. Well, they're game Some rewards, but Some I mean, them. then you could, you could argue that the whole game is dumb from that standpoint, that nothing means anything. And we both believe that actually it doesn't mean anything. The only thing that actually means anything worthwhile with the game is how much fun you're having. If you're having fun, right. it, it's worthwhile. That's if right. you're not stop playing it because the gear you're getting is worthless it's worthless it's foolish it's it's foolhardy yeah yeah and, and, and unless it's fun and you know what you, you know? need and to do go ahead. It, but you know what you, it, it's like a hobby because what you can do at this point in the game the way the state of the game is now is you can take this game you can stop playing you can put it on a shelf you could go do something else, whatever it is you want to do. Whether you want to, I mean, for me, I was playing, um, I was doing that Warhammer 40k for a while, and then yep. you know painted all that stuff, and then got sick and tired of that. My eyes got crossed, and then I put that on a shelf, <laughs> and then I've been doing like this whole model aircraft thing, which is just super awesome and having a great time, and r- really still enjoying it. And and yet, you know, thinking about the World of Warcraft, pulling it off the shelf, dusting it off, getting right back into the game. 
it, it's loads of fun. And, and I think the game, for that reason, is better than ever. It's not the long-term commitment that it once was just to actually play it. It is something you can do on a casual basis. And oh, now yeah. and more than things, ever, it's it, a meaningful It's hunt. things like the Dungeon Finder that you talked about before that make it a lot more casual, too. Yeah. Make it a lot easier to just get in and you know have some fun. And I mean, you, you can get in and go into a raid almost instantly. You got an hour to spend? You can get in and go to a dungeon right. almost instantly without any without knowing anyone. You can just get in there with a bunch of no names, shut the chat off so you don't have to listen to their nonsense, and go in and have have a good time right. and log out and go on to something else. So it is super casual. But I mean, I I definitely think it's it's more of a hobby now because it's it's funny. That's what I told Bill when I called him back, and I realized when they when they did the annual pass, I'm like, you know what? This is just smart because no matter how many times I shut this game off. I invariably end up turning it back on again because I'll go a couple of months and I won't play it and it's not that big of a deal. And then, you know, I'll be like, hey, I kind of feel like going in, so I'll pay again and renew it and play it for two months and then go away again. And I'm realizing now that the the way the game's actually structured, I don't have to actually even log out anymore. I might as well just stay put, play the game when I feel like it, not when I don't, and call it a day. A year's not that much to pay for this game. Rel- yeah, no, and look, and I think it's a good deal. I mean, I always like getting value. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of, like, you know, the hardened edition or, the, like, the collector's edition or whatever. So, I mean... In, See, in, and I like those, yeah, but I, I mean, like all the music and the art books but and in things this like case, that because cause I'm a WoW fan. Like, I think the, you know, World of Warcraft franchise is an interesting franchise. I read all the books and stuff like that. I like that stuff. But in this deal, you're getting, you're essentially getting, a, you commit to playing for, or being signed up for a year. So you figure, well, you know, let's let's say you play every other month, you know, so I forget how much a year costs. A year is like 70, maybe it's 140, 150 bucks or something like that. Well, I don't know. I can't even figure out the math at this point. But you, but even you figure it out for all the entertainment you're getting, it's not that much money. It's 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 a pretty good deal, and you get like Diablo three um, for free. I think it's included, uh, which is something that I knew I was going to be getting anyways. And that would be something I'd be playing with the kids, and they're going to want it. And then I think you also get into like the beta of the panda thing, and I don't know. It just sounded like a good. It's it's a nice thing to have in your closet it's a, you know like you got a whole pile of board games in your closet for a rainy day you got world of warcraft on your computer you got rc airplanes in your garage and you got a wife that doesn't know your first name but you've got awesome hobbies <laughs> is what it's you all know about. though it's the game has changed though and i think the way we've played it has changed like i cannot there was there was a time i mean look we, we did a whole show about this way way back about wow addiction and things like that and when we first did this first round of world of warcraft podcast um we played it a lot a lot a lot like i probably played you know, between cromley and current Terra and me and car we were doing like four five hours a day Oof. probably but, but you know you when, i mean the first year you know when it first came out you had and the to. second year was extensive too i mean it was a lot well it was part that we really liked it part that it was new and exciting and you know, part probably because we just didn't have as much to do as we do now. But in order right? to reach a certain level in Old World of Warcraft, you'll reach level 60, and, it, you know, as one guy said in our guild, you know, time to start farming for epics, which is which yeah, is what yeah, it yeah. is. You have, to, you have to put in the hours, you have to run the dungeons over and over and over again in order to yeah. gear up to see the end game content. But the thing is, that hasn't changed, but what's changed is in me. I no longer want to do that. Mm-hmm. You can still do that. You can go out and go to the heroic dungeons now and do the same thing if you want to be the leadest of the elite on the server. If you want to do that and get that gear, that's there for you. I just 
No, but, I think it's dumb. No, no, but I'm, what I'm I'll saying be, is... I'm going to be completely cho- candid you and had say a choice, it's dumb. You had a choice either to just stop and turn off the game or go fishing at level 60 no, or yeah, to yeah. grind for those epics and put in all that time. And get, now there's something... Far more things to exactly. do. Exactly. Now there's something yeah. else you can do. Now, you yeah, know, and now they do. Can, and know. it's the thing like the daily quests where you can... Like, you can go into the Firelands right now, totally do it on your own, and in time come out of it with, like, an epic mount and a bunch of cool gear and a bunch of cool achievements and, and p- play a major part of the ongoing storyline where you actually feel like, you know, you've changed things because they phase the environments out. It looks like you've changed things. You know, it's it's cool. It's it's cool how they've done it now. So it makes it so that you don't have to devote your whole life into it. And that's a big change because it wasn't like that. That's awesome. I, I can't, I, you know, I I have not been able to get into uh, Fire World. And um, I'm looking forward to going to, to Fireland and uh, doing the whole Fire World thing. Well, you Sounds just got to awesome. level up. Where how What level are you at right now? My what highest guy is level 81. I've got a warrior and a priest that are level 81. Everybody else I sort of have, um, you know, somewhere in the 70s. And I think I have one of every class at this point. Because basically what it is is my kids will play one character and I'll inevitably end up playing a healer. And as we all know, warlocks really aren't known for healing other than uh, awesome health stones. So it's hard for me to um, to play that with another character uh, like that they're playing. So um, the warlock is, I think, Infernal Bill is my warlock. And he's only like at level 70-something, 3, 4. Um, but we'll see. I'll get there. I love how you purposely give it the wrong name. That's <laughs> so infernal, huh? Bill, of you to do. What is this now? <laughs> it doesn't matter what the real name is. You're going to give it something else. That's Bill. Exactly. That's Bill. You've just got his personality. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> if your name is Bob, he's going to call you Jim. <laughs> Why? Because it pisses you off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look forward to... Uh, well, you're really taking uh, the Jedi counselor to heart, aren't you? You're, you're sort of analyzing the, the deep psyche. No, the Jedi have just pissed me off, and it's ruined my whole life. Uh-huh. I'm just pissed off at those little pretentious <laughs> It's like all of them come from Ann Arbor or San Francisco or something. It's like, eh, we went to Stanford. Where did you go? We're Jedi. <laughs> oh, did you go to a community college, Little Republic Trooper? Yeah. F you, Little Republic Trooper. We need to, mo- we need to occupy Mos Eisley is what we need to do. There's got to be a whole movement, Occupy Mos Eisley. Yeah, the Jedi are clearly the 1%. What do we for- want? Yeah. Stuff! When do we want it? Now! <laughs> Whose stuff do we want? Yours! No midichlorians, no peace. No midichlorians, no peace. <laughs> Down with the Jedi fascism! Down with the Jedi fascism! Well, they are the 1%, except in the Star Wars MMO, where yeah. everybody and their brother plays a Jedi. <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine? I mean, that'd be like the worst. It's like, you know... I'll have the fish. No, you'll have the steak. No, you'll have the steak. No, I want the steak. <laughs> no, you'll have the fish. No, I, I want the fish, but you'll have the steak. Well, that's it. That'll be your first uh, episode of Season 5, Taverncast, a World of Warcraft podcast, Retrovision. Wow. Retrovision. 
join us next time. We are coming back with more World of Warcraft stuff. We have all kinds of topics we are preparing to do. And look forward to the return to the lore of Warcraft with Kern Kater. And um, the perhaps... The lore of Warcraft. Perhaps some field trips. How do you feel about field trips? I Bill? like field trips. They're a lot of work, but they're fun. They're a lot of work. I think we should do something like super old instances. <laughs> oh, like, uh, Taverncast fans, get up to the boards or send us a voicemail and tell us where you think we should take our very first return to the field trip field trip at. And we'll consider it. If we don't like it, we're not going. So, you know. You should go to Fireworld Awesome Instance 47. The Dear Tavern Cast, why does Infernal Bell con- consistently rename things in the game? It's insulting to the world of Azeroth and the founders of that planet who named those things. It's insulting to the Titans who originally crafted the world of Azeroth using the earthen and their created elemental lords. It's insulting to all of them. It's like the Darth <laughs> are proper names to call things in the lands and world of Azeroth. <laughs> and ben, Bill is ruining my total immersion. When I'm listening to this podcast, I often also play the game. And I listen to the podcast and play. And when Bill says things that are not correct to the way the Titans originally named them, it completely pulls me out of what I'm doing and ruins the entire game for me. You guys need to stop this or I'm going to go... Listen to the Star Wars MMO podcast, <laughs> the Jet Jedi Elite podcast, one one one, and the Super Jedi podcast because I play a Jedi over there. I love the Jedi. That's and if you also like the, <laughs> if you like the show, please review us on iTunes. Your reviews on iTunes help to increase the show's ratings and listeners, which is so damned important, <laughs> making it possible for us to keep doing this show. And uh, remember to visit us online at www.taverncast.com and go to the message boards, which we've already told you about, linked off of the main page by clicking TC Community. From the Thunderbrew Distillery in Karanor's Dumora, or Dunmoreau, Dun as Bill would like to it's say. It's Dunmoreau. It's always Dunmoreau. It's not Dunmoreau, Bill. It's- the Titans specifically named the brewery as Dumora <laughs> in the original Earthen language. That's been Taverncast. I'm Aloysius. This is Infernal Bill. Blood and Thunder. Blood and Blood and Thunder. Taverncast is recorded live in front of a studio audience. Taverncast does not endorse underage drinking and reminds those of you who are of age to have a stout heart and drink responsibly. Taverncast is a Snapdragon production and part of the Taverncast family of podcasts. Visit us online at www.taverncast.com.
There's a new kind of pet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and mix in the special potion pack. Then add the mixture to your. See, I like how you spelled pack. How am I supposed to convey that potion pack is spelled with a K? There's even a Chia Antichrist. Good lord. I'm recording this on Sunday, you remember. And hemorrhoids, Chia aliens, chick. Chia. <laughs> Let me try again. Let me try again. I'm not ready. I need to open up. Oh. Hold. Are, you, are you recording? Chill out. Chill out. Are you recording? Chill are you recording? Out. of our Republican presidential debate, the first ever presidential debate in Sioux City here in northwestern Iowa. Well, this is. I want to say that there's three areas we need to cut. We need to cut all the World of Warcraft podcasts that are out there. You've got Taverncast. They haven't been around for God knows how long. Then you got After Hours. That's just got to go. Then there's that. Uh, the third one is. Uh, uh, boy, I die. Hmm. I, that, that's sixty seconds, Governor. Sixty seconds. Did you? Did you? Were you serious about that? Is that? Are you serious? Uh, uh, uh Taverncast. Uh, what? We were gonna right, rebuild yeah, thank that. You, no, thank you. Yeah, it. we're gonna go to Newt Gingrich Hello? now. Uh, Mr. Gingrich, uh, how do you feel about Iran possibly gaining weapons of mass destruction? What? Well, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? <laughs> of course, I know what to do. What do you think we should do? You know, if the media would just get out of our way about this, I think there's two problems, mm -hmm. actually, if mm -hmm. I can be honest with you. Mm -hmm. One is the media mm -hmm. and the way the media handles this. That would be you, you piece of s***. <laughs> two. And like the most. 60 seconds, Newt Gingrich, 60 seconds. Let's go on to you, Michelle Bachman. Why are your eyes so large? Um, well, I was actually a tax attorney, and being a tax attorney, I reviewed a lot of contracts, so my eyes are large, but that does help me see Obama for who he really is, and that's Satan. That's right, he's actually Satan. And we can't have Satan be President of the United States. We need to take America back from Satan. Hello? Satan. Uh... <laughs> Ron Paul, 30 seconds. I just think... <laughs> <laughs> That's Ron Paul. I think I think what we got to do. That's Ron we gotta Paul. End, we got to end the Federal Reserve. It's just out of control. <laughs> if we just end the Federal Reserve, if we audit them, that's the problem right there. Nobody else is doing it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll get it done. That's the problem. We got to bring our troops home. There's war everywhere. There's war. If we had the Congress just get behind it and do what they need to do, we not, we wouldn't have none of these war. Rick Perry, Perry would just learn like one more thing in his list of three. We wouldn't have to. We have to, we got to edit the Federal Reserve. <laughs> Let's, we got to start the show because I'm not going to do Herman Cain. It's Bill and Bryce, Tavern Cast, two guys making fun of their ass. Tavern Cast. Whoa, whoa. Some uh, hey, some guys in their midlife buy cars and get hot twenty-year-old chicks. Not Bill and I. Oh no, <laughs> we farm mats for epic-level mounts. And <laughs> nearly forty years old. <laughs> nine nine nine. And my nine 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 plan. Mm. It's nine nine nine. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's how it's done.